That's right. Resilience at the end of the day. You have to be a bit more resilient, um, which doesn't mean that you have to uh, neglect any weakness or, or sadness or ill feelings or negative emotions that you have. It just means that you go past them and not let it define you or, or control you in the way that you carry yourself in society. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of SOS here in Adulting with Joy Spring. I'm Aaron Ataide. She's <laughs> Luning Ning. Is that right? Did, did, did I say that right? Where did you get that? <laughs> Is the more pressing question here. I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> uh, we are adulting with Luning Ning today. Uh, <laughs> Only TFTFZ people will understand. I know. I, I was so surprised i was looking back at the comments uh looking for you know things that we could discuss here on the show looking for questions mm -hmm. and i saw people posting the the screen cap of you and it says joy spring as luning ning and i was like oh i need to use that on the next show i need to use luning ning that's right 2012 uh, ramon bautista and i and with ra rivera we were making videos already on the internet and they got me to be a guest star on one of their youtube videos uh tales from the friend zone and i became luning ning and that basically snowballed my relationship with digital so it's a really it, it was really a turning point in my career i have to say so i still love luning ning even though people call me luning ning until 2020 <laughs> yeah it's like not... <laughs> right now like until today yep. literally until today Last week, I went to the mall, and I know we, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but it's just really weird. You know what I mean? It's, it's the, it feels so weird that I want to go out, and I did. You know what I mean? It, it feels weird that there are things that you want to do, and you are able to do it. Because <laughs> for a couple of months, we weren't able to do anything that we wanted to do. Exactly. I mean, I wanted for so long, I wanted to be like, yo, Joyce, let's get a cup of coffee and sit down and talk about the show and, you know, have a meal with you right in front of me. Mm -hmm. We we can't do that. But we are at this point now where it seems like we are we are running towards the end of the gas full tank. The gas light is on. We need to fill it up. We are feeling what a lot of people are now discussing and it is it is legit that quarantine fatigue is real Ooh. i saw an article about this okay. on the atlantic i saw an article about this on cnn so i started reading up like okay what is quarantine fatigue and why is it that it is becoming more and more prevalent like more people are going out i was stuck in traffic on my way home the other day i was like what is happening mm -hmm. do you feel what in your mind is quarantine fatigue yeah so um the reason why quarantine fatigue is so prevalent i think is because well one we live in the philippines and a lot of things have been going down and going wrong in our country and oh, we're definitely. just at home we're not able to escape any of these things by flying abroad or traveling or going into pubs and seeing our family and having a barbecue we don't have those kinds of 
distractions anymore. And so it's easier mm-hmm. for us to actually feel the brunt of everything that's happening around us. The second part is, I think, um, we are in a constant paradigm shift these past few months. You are mm-hmm. shifting from the old world that we had where you could do anything and then everyone was sick and then everyone was afraid and then eventually you had to follow these protocols and then these protocols had to be modified and then you know you're you're constantly being shifted and 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 positioned into different places so you don't know where to place yourself i i personally feel this way because i was telling my friends that i feel even more fatigued now even though I followed my own advice and set schedules and took better care of myself because it's as if everyone is trying to figure out this new world and we're all trying to carry the burden of each other. We're trying mm-hmm. to traverse through this new normal and do business and earn money at the same time, not go insane because you are staying at home and staying quarantined. At the same time, you're trying to keep up with the economy plummeting and you know trying to keep up with not buying things because you want to feel, feel that hole and and anger and worry in your heart with material things and it's just been really difficult so yeah (laughs) and and another part of it is is so i I wanted to read up a little bit more on what is causing it and of course the one thing that they try to say is make sure that you're in control of the basics make sure you're in control of making uh eating right Mm -hmm. and you know getting good good amount of sleep making sure that your brain is working that's all obviously the first thing now I think we got to a point where we were very consistent at that. We we started to know, okay, we needed to get more sleep. If sleep was going bad, we had to find other ways to do it. We started, we saw more people starting to work out at home. And then we reached a point where, okay, we need to start helping each other. That's when people started sending ube cheese bun to sell <laughs> to everyone and everyone is going great. But now we're at a point where it's like, okay, now what? It feels like quarantine fatigue is when you're starting to ask yourself once again. And I think that this is the third time that we've felt quarantine fatigue, where it's like, what now? Mm. What are we going to go through? And the main thing that is coming out right now is quarantine shaming. What is that? Yes. New okay. So, right, right, Welcome right. Welcome to the wokeness, adulting with joy. What up? Spring. What up? Whether it is making sure that people wear their masks or you know wash their hands and you're reacting to it online and you're like how do my head when these people need to have social distancing that doesn't help that doesn't help anyone i think that uh, from what a lot of experts are saying is that trying to make sure that everybody else follows quarantine is adding to your own quarantine fatigue uh, to quote one of the, the psychiatrists that they talked to about this, he goes, you can't force people to make good out of bad situations, mm. but those who have sunnier outlooks will experience resilience. There are real mental health consequences that come with not feeling in control of your life, but blaming is simply a deflection strategy. So what it is trying to say, or the way that I, I understood it is, because we can't be in control of a lot of the other things in our lives, we are starting to go into quarantine shaming so that we feel like we're in control of some things. That makes do a lot you, of sense to me. Do you feel that when you see people, like when you went to the mall, I went to the mall and I saw somebody not wearing a mask and I kind of freaked out. <laughs> like he took off his mask 
and they started taking pictures like they were going to be po- like it was influencers in the wild. Yeah. And my immediate thought in my head was this dude needs to put on his mask. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't tell him I wasn't like, hey, you know, I wasn't doing that. But in my mind, my quarantine fatigue was telling me somebody's not following the rules. I need to make this person follow the rules. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do get where you're coming from. I kind of feel that way also. And um, I realized that you have to be more understanding of where people are coming from, why they're like that. And even though it's annoying and even though it's probably unsafe for everybody, mm-hmm. it's just what happens in a free world where a, a bunch of different people are running around not really knowing what the depth of the catastrophe and the crisis that we are experiencing. So Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Go ahead. Yeah, so I think I also see that in the malls, you know, people not even social distancing. And um, I also see that some of the protocols are a bit more lenient now. Because dati pinapagalitan nila pag hindi kayo, nag, ano, pag hindi kayo magkakalayo. But now it's a, a bit more lenient where they don't really mind you anymore. People don't really say anything anymore. And and you know what freaks me out most? The small thing is when you're going down the escalator and people are touching it. They're touching yes. the railings. And I'm like, no! <gasps> <laughs> Exactly. So it freaks me out. Yes, but I kind of understand where people are coming from also. So that's that's where it becomes very tricky. Are you supposed to inform people that what they're doing could get a lot of other people sick? Or should you just do your own part and make sure that and, and don't worry about everybody else? Well, look. How are we supposed to go about this? This is where we go back to what you always say, which is the the ratio or the radius of your relationship with this person. And here's the thing. Um, You have to understand that for some people, like me, I've personally experienced this. I sometimes pull down my mask because I get anxiety attacks when I'm wearing Mm -hmm. my mask, which is very thick and I can't breathe. And so even though I feel bad, I just pull down my mask for a little bit to breathe because I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack and pass out because of the mask. So that may sometimes happen to people. So if you go out of your way and you tell somebody off in the mall or wherever you see them that, you should wear your mask and never take it off and you have no idea what they're going through you might just be embarrassed because you have no idea what they're going through and what their background is so that's one the second one is though if you know this person obviously it's your responsibility to tell them not to do these things you won't always have the power uh, for them to follow you or to even listen to you. They'll probably fight you for it. But if you feel like, you know, it's something that you are doing out of love and out of a reminder for this person to actually be safer, for you also to be safer, then go on ahead and do that. If you are feeling woke, though, I mean, I can't really stop you. Yeah. <laughs> I The way that I see it, because um, when I read it, I, I wanted to like kind of put myself in that situation. What would you have done? Uh, uh, well, so when I saw the guy that took off his mask so that he could have a picture taken and posted on Instagram, I just walked past it because if in that moment he felt like it was more important to have a good Instagram feed <laughs> than it was to cover his mask, uh, then then so be it. That That's his own prerogative. Uh, he He was holding a mask. Uh, and he he just didn't want to wear it. Yeah. Uh, I always believe that if there's something that you want to say, there's a certain way that you can say it for it to be heard. Um, now, if I was massive woke and I screamed at the guy, 
and I told him to put on his mask, there would be even more of a chance that he wouldn't. Mm. So if I just would have gone up, if I felt, if we were, if we were in the supermarket and he was right beside me and he wasn't wearing a mask, I would probably say, Hey dude, like, could you, you know, wearing a mask is a lot better than not. I mean, it, it's, it's good for you yeah. instead of being like, hi, Ikaw, you're getting too close to me. It's my personal space. You're social distancing. Ha, ha, ha. You know, there are ways to, to say things. I think if you want to get some results done, and that goes with more than just the mask. And, and honestly, that's why I love um, our essential workers. You know, they do these things for us, the guards and, and, and the personnel in the malls and the establishments that they, we go to, they make sure that people are following protocols. So whenever, no matter how annoying they can be, like they told us to social distance, even though we were married already, the first time that we went to the mall, you just got to follow it. Because if you want for your society to function, you guys have to follow a certain set of rules to make sure that everybody is fairly treated and safely taken care of. Now, okay, so we're, we're talking about quarantine uh, exhaustion, right, Parts? Yes. How do you deal with it then? Now that we've talked about this quarantine wokeness and, and people going crazy, uh, basically what we're trying to say is everyone's trying to adjust just to this new normal and it's driving us nuts and if you feel that way right now you're listening to the podcast you ain't alone that's fine <laughs> that's fine you're it's okay it's okay to feel this. it's okay uh, but what have uh, you been learning parts like what are the things that you've been learning that's been kind of helping you deal with the quarantine uh, exhaustion that's not the usual that we would talk about in here where you know take care of yourself obviously all the basics yeah. let's 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 pretend that we've got all the basics covered what yes. are the other things that you could do to keep yourself from being this exhausted? I like what um, one of the other psychologists said in this article. Um, of course, he talks about a lot of things that we were talking about, of course, and we've talked about multiple times on the show. He says, uh, come, it really comes down to actively working on a shift in thinking. Uh, if you're hyper-focused on blaming others for this situation, whether that's your governor, your politicians, or the people that are not wearing masks in malls, uh, you are likely to succumb to this type of fatigue. And in bold letters, the people who are more likely to experience resilience are those who focus on the silver lining and the idea that we are adjusting to our lives for the common good. So there's a difference between saying that it is toxic positivity. See, now when you are looking for a silver lining, that means that you acknowledge that there is a gray cloud. Mm -hmm. It is not saying that it's all sunny and rainbows and all of that. Looking for a silver lining means that you recognize the darkness in the situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are going about this and you are now at the point in your life uh, or, or in the day or in the quarantine where you're like, we are doomed for all eternity, <laughs> that's when things are going to go bad. And I know it's easy to fall into that trap, especially with a lot of things that are happening in our country. Um, right now, whether you are looking at it from a very woke perspective or you're just looking at it from a very toxic positivity perspective, there's a lot of things that are happening. Yes, there are bad things, but we still need to find the good to be able to appreciate it and learn from the bad. That's right. Resilience at the end of the day. You yes. have to be a bit more resilient, um, which doesn't 
mean that you have to uh, neglect any weakness or or sadness or ill feelings or negative emotions that you have. It just means that you go past them and not let it define you or, or control you in the way that you carry yourself in society. You know, I, I've noticed that more than anything, now that the GCQ has started and, and people's lives have been changing, paradigm shifts have been happening, you also see that a lot of people are learning to uh, work, not just work, but also enjoy their days better. And I think that's... Interesting. Right? I like that. I like that. I think that's where we have to focus. Uh, one of my sisters uh, posted this morning that she started going back to painting. And she's really an amazing painter. So the painting that you see at the back where mm -hmm. the, the waves, um, she made that. But the entire quarantine period, she wasn't able to. But then she said to herself today, she said, this is Mabby. And she says, you know, I'm going to try and dive into it again today. And I think... That's where we have to focus our energy into, which is not staying and and grumbling about the life that we no longer have. But as you mentioned in one of the podcast episodes, you have to think of the things that you you can do. What are the new businesses or, or, or hobbies that you can do in this new normal so that you're not constantly tired? I feel I feel like one of the one of the reasons why we're so tired uh, during this quarantine is we're constantly trying to get the same kind of of thrill and lifestyle that we all used to have yes. and we're trying so hard but we can't seem to get it back so i think this is the time for us to really accept that that's not the kind of life that we'll be having anymore you probably yeah. won't be traveling a lot um you won't be seeing the world for the next few months and that's totally fine you got a country that's beautiful that you could discover and fight for you know, there's a whole new world and, and a lot of opportunities online that you could check out. You could pick up a new hobby, you know, um, start a new business. It, it, it just really looks it, it just really means being resilient and looking forward to the future instead of expending so much effort and exhausting yourself in trying to bring back our old lives because it won't be back. Yeah, and I I completely agree, and so does one of the other psychologists that was on this. He said that it's it really is felt more when you lose the coping mechanisms that the old world gave you. Mm. So I completely agree with that. I know that there's a lot of coping mechanisms that a lot of people have. A lot of people have retail coping mechanisms. They have you know travel me uh, coping mechanisms, like you said. Some people find it. Like my coping mechanism is going to the gym mm -hmm. and, you know, getting some sweat in and I can't do that. And I think we're starting to feel it more and more now as every week goes by, you're missing your coping mechanisms. Uh, so if you are feeling like your quarantine fatigue is getting so much more, try and find new coping mechanisms that you didn't know were possible. I found so many people that didn't realize, Joyce included, that being a plantita is a coping mechanism that nobody ever thought of before. Yep. But now they're starting to feel that that is a way that they can cope with the situation. Now, if your quarantine fatigue is so strong, maybe it's because you haven't tried other ways to maybe cope with the things that are happening around the world and happening around our country or happening around your home. Try and find things that 
maybe before you would have never thought yeah. could be a way that you can cope with the way the world is. Gendanon. And honestly, if if you need professional help, you you need to see a therapist, go on ahead and do that. I go ahead. And, I will yes. come clean and tell you guys that I started seeing my therapist again. And um I, I you know, I used to see a therapist, I used to see a psychiatrist as well. I used to take medicines for my depression and my anxiety, but it got a little better without the the medications for two or three years. But then this quarantine really Really pushed me over the edge and I had to see a therapist and a psychiatrist again and in the beginning there was a lot of shame in it but I realized that you know this is these are the kinds of decisions that we have to make these this season these are the tough things that we have to face you have to realize really that it's it is difficult this is not normal what you're going through right now what we're all going through is not normal it's like being in the in a war i guess in an invisible war where you can't do the normal things that you used to do you can't travel you can't see the people that you love you're constantly afraid it's like we're in war and so you have to be kinder with yourself and really figure out what are the things that will be good for me if that means you know, as Aaron mentioned, looking for new coping mechanisms in something as simple as getting plants, painting, picking up a new hobby, uh, working online, or is it seeing a therapist and setting a, a fixed schedule for yourself, quitting your job or getting into a new job? Whatever it is that you feel is right for you at the moment that will also be beneficial for the people around you and the community that you're in, go on ahead and do that. And I think the whole thing with the quarantine shaming kind of equates to that as well. And a lot of people don't want to admit that they're not okay because of the fact that they're afraid that people will shame them for thinking that they're not okay. If you are feeling not okay because of the quarantine and you are feeling tired and you're feeling your, that you're coming towards the end of your wits and your patience and all of that, it's fine. It's fine to admit that to yourself it's fine to admit that to a friend and sit down, maybe mm -hmm. have, a, have a conversation with one friend that you think that you can open up to on a no, whole nother level where it is, if you, if you don't feel like you, you, you want to talk to a therapist or you don't have the, the resources to, maybe just one friend that you could tell them, hey, I just need to, to sit down with somebody. I'll unload, you'll unload. <laughs> let's, just, let's just have a conversation. And I think that that would do a lot towards your quarantine fatigue. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, do something fun. You know what? Yeah. Quarantine fatigue, I, I busted it by playing badminton. I did something fun. I restarted my brain. I, I went on biking. I played badminton. That could be something entirely different for you. But do something fun and do something that you've never actually done before, but you know you've always wanted to do like that. And and I think it will really change the way that you look at your life. Um, and the last one for me that if I may add parts is Go ahead. to try and be there for other people, as Aaron mentioned. You know, you could be there for your friends, for your family, members if you are part of a church group be there for your church group constantly have zoom calls with them whatever you can do to stay connected with the people that you love and the people that you care for um, and even donate to your charities donate to to new charities that you haven't really helped before um, i feel like when you take the focus on yourself you and and you actually take a little bit of that focus and give it to other people who might need it you might just feel even better than just focusing on you feeling good and you feeling better so yeah 
I, I like that. I like that. And that's a great way to end this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another uh, installment of uh, SOS with Aaron Ataide and Luning Ning here on uh, Adulting <laughs> with Luning Ning. <laughs> it's, uh, if you guys enjoyed it, please do join our Facebook group. Uh, it is Shadow Sanity SOS uh, podcast on Facebook. You can just head on in over there. We'll approve you all. You guys can have a, a little bit of conversation. If you have any questions, you can add it there. As well as on uh, joyspring.com. If you have any questions and you want to be part of the show, we will play it here. We've done it before and we would love to do it again. Keep sending them in and we will be answering it here on SOS. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Alam. And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adulting with Joyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam! Thank you.